welcome. Today, actually, this is quite funny because we're going to do a mixed interview. Today we're joined by two winemakers here at Barra. Alessandro Viola from... Uh, Sicily. Alcamo is the west part of Sicily, uh, close to Trapani. My name is Anas. I'm originally from Denmark. And as a background of, as a sommelier and restaurateur and importer in Copenhagen. But uh, almost six years ago I changed to make wines in the Ardèche, in the southern part of the Ardèche region in the Rhone Valley. So, as in Sicily, a quite a warm region for for winemaking, and, mm. uh, but really nice uh, region. <laughs> Super. Well, we're happy to have you both. Yeah. And we're going to start happy. today with Alessandro's... With uh, Notte di Bianco. Notte di Bianco Notte from di, Alessandro Notte di Bianco is uh, made from uh, Grillo by the grapes. Mm-hmm. It's a typical uh, grapes of the west part of Sicily. Uh, I don't put the name of the grapes in the label because uh, for the appellation uh, you have to make a conventional wine if you want to, <laughs> to write uh, Grillo because uh, you can just write the name of the variety if you do a Sicily DOC okay. Okay. otherwise uh, it's, a bo- it's, a, it's not permitted to put uh, the name of the grapes inside it's okay. a, a crazy law for me but. Uh, it's okay, yeah. but my, my customer, no, my client, know that, that I make the wine with the glue. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can Google it. Yeah, it's all right. It's kind of a wine you, you don't choose in a supermarket. Uh, just a... The positive thing of that is that maybe for the people that do shop in supermarkets that know Grillo to be a particular style or to tick a certain yeah. box if they saw Grillo on this they might be a bit surprised Assume, as well because it's yeah. quite a different style to what they might be used to so it's also in your benefit to maybe not put the grape on the on the variety or, yes. or like the grape on the label as well yes, well, yes of course I, I make the wine in a, we can see natural style uh, I don't put anything I don't filter and uh, I just put a 20 milligram of sulfite when I put in bottle mm. and stop nothing then I work hard on the vines to obtain the very good grapes. The characteristic of the wine, for me, enough equilibrated because uh, Sicily is a warm region uh, to make mm. wine, but if you use your own grapes, the autochthon grapes, uh, they have its balance. If you make the wine with international grapes, uh, maybe you can have uh, too much structure, but without freshness. Uh, of, mm. Their room is, um, is not so elegant like uh, in other places. The great varieties that you're working obviously we know Grillo and, mm. and red, red varietals or other white varietals as well? Inside? No, no, no just uh, in, in, in general. Your no, whole in production. general, I, I have uh, Nero Davolo, uh, a little bit of Syrah, Catarratto, and uh, Nero Mascalese. Okay. Thanks. Syrah is not autochthon, but uh, mm. in Sicily there are good conditions for Syrah. There are many. Uh, what do you think of this? I find the smell really interesting. I've been trying to. It kind of reminds me of. Makes it sound weird. Tree sap. Yeah, like pine tree sap. Because it's sweet, but there's something really green. No, there is a sappiness, but it reminds me of like darker honey as well. Yeah, also honey. There's just something tree-like about it. Do you remember? I'm a tattooer, so sometimes the stuff that comes out of my mouth. It's going to be a little... When you drink it, in the oh, noise, you don't feel it. that you have this uh, strong freshness and saltiness uh, because it's, um, the noise is uh, warm 
Mm. And then when you you drink it after the finish, it's very fresh, salty. Mm -hmm. I love the smell. I think this would also be something I would definitely eat with. This would be great with certain mm. foods. What would you pair it with? What do you like to eat with this? What do you like? To eat with this. If you were to drink it with food. Nothing, just a drink. Just a drink. That's <laughs> <laughs> all good dinner. wine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. That is uh, the dinner. For me, the best food for this kind of wine is uh, something very, very salty. Mm -hmm. Baccala la pantesca. Okay. Baccala in capperi. You know, no. capelli, <laughs> the, with capers, the, the, capers, oh, capers and, and salted oh, yeah. fish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, yeah, yeah. yeah. very salty. Oh, sard, sardines, sardines. Yeah. 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 Uh, just on the the point of Grillo, like with the supermarket wine thing, that there, I think in in Sicily you do see a lot of young Grillo that's made yeah. in a particular way. Yeah. And it's quite sterile and sort of formulaic. It can almost be like a Pinot Grigio sort of yeah. style. Um, and it wasn't until I went to Masala mm. and I visited yeah. Marco de Bartoli yeah. like four years ago that I, I had a new appreciation for Grillo, uh, mm. like trying sparkling wines, steel wines, obviously the sort of sweet and, mm -hmm. and sometimes fortified wines. I really appreciated that grape variety for its ageability, for its complexity when it's made really well. Uh, and I think that's not necessarily talked enough about with this grape variety. But it's But actually special, quite an interesting grape. Especially for white wine, if you work in a conventional way or natural way, the expression of the wine is totally different. So it's uh, the same also for other grape variety. Uh, because in a conventional way, if you work with oxygen, with the technology, you have uh, the strong aromas uh, of uh, tropical fruit, for example, mm. like Sauvignon. Mm. Uh, almost uh, every variety grape. The body is different, it's more thin. It's, it's true for the grill, but it's true for uh, all kinds of the grapes. You work in a natural way, our uh, expression are totally different. Especially in the white wine is more. The red mm -hmm. wine too, but mm. white wine is uh, another kind of wine compared okay. to conventional wine. I would agree with you. I mm. think we all agree. <laughs> yeah. Also, you, they used uh, in conventional wine, they used to put uh, more sulfite, for example, in the white wine because right. you don't have the tannins to protect the wine, right. so they need more uh, sulfite. Uh, and so are very different, very, very different uh, equilibrium. So when did you start making wine then? Since you were just, you sort of grew up with it? Yeah. 2010, my wine. Your own label? Yeah. Yes. Before, I worked for some seller. Yeah. Before I make uh, the wine in my garage uh, by myself, awesome. yeah. <laughs> without knowledge. I love it. <laughs> Then I, I go to the university, study wine making, mm -hmm. technologist. Mm -hmm. I start to work to big seller, conventional seller, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I told it so the the wine I make in my garage before was better. <laughs> <laughs> and then I left the job and started making the wine uh, in my garage yeah. again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now I make uh, 45,000 bottles. Okay. I started with 1,000. Slowly built it up over the years. Yeah. Would you say that your style of winemaking or the way that you approach the grapes that you work with has changed at all since you started in 2010? Or would you say you sort of stuck to the I way things I, began? I, I, I died to start to make the wine uh, like that. In the white wine, I changed something in the process, but mm. the philosophy was uh, a very nat natural wine. 
but um, for example, you don't study in the book how to make a natural wine. <laughs> they don't care. You write the book, don't care. Uh, Uh, how to do a very good one without putting nothing inside. But so, do you think that working with conventional wines sort of taught you the up or what you didn't want? In the book, you... you there's an actual book. <laughs> in, in the... <laughs> in the novel book, you, you, you study what's happened if you do everything in the wine. If you put this, this, what Then you choose how to make the wine. In okay. the book, it's not written. You have to do the wine this way. Uh, but uh, they don't care about uh, how to make the wine without putting nothing inside. Okay. White wine, you have to filter, you have to clarify. Uh, this is the normal process. So it's like cooking with a recipe versus cooking with what's available from the right, market. And that intuition day. and. It's like cooking a bake of bread or making a bread with sourdough. Right. Basically, mm. you can buy grapes and you can buy all the products you need to make a wine. And buy your own starter. And you can, uh, you can make, it. make the wine easily. And it will be the same wine every year. Right. Or you can make a sourdough bread with the local wheat and your own starter. Your own starter that and it will be a different bread uh, you make in the morning and you make in the afternoon. It will never be the same. And it's the same with natural wine. You, you need to adapt the grapes and the environment you are working in. I agree. It's the wines of, the natural wines are made. Uh, You say 50 or 90% in the vineyard, mm -hmm. and the rest is in the cellar, but it's really a small transformation. You know, you, you need to have your, your primary products as the highest possible quality, otherwise you will never be able to make anything. Otherwise everything you make with it is going to end up being Yeah, because when you're into the cellar, yeah. the, the quality of the grapes become only less. Less, less and less good. You know, if you're yeah. good, you keep the same level. Yeah. But you can never go up, you know. Winemaking is not about making things better, it's about processing grapes into being wine. And it's, for me, it's really not about making wines, it's more about following this process, you know. And if you, if you think you can make something better, you, you have a full impression of what you're capable of right. doing, because winemaking is not winemaking. It's, if it's something, it's wine growing or it's wine following. It's, but you can also make wine, but then you, sure. then you actually blend things that is not supposed to be right. if, you, mm. if you talk natural wine in my opinion well even there is a company have you seen that I don't know uh -oh. if I sent it to you called Endless West and they're looking they're working on producing it already um, sounds like a cryogenic spirit. company <laughs> it sounds, it sounds like, awful like cryogenics yeah and it's um, they're producing they want to produce whiskey without grain and wine without grapes what they're doing it in like yeah in the US oh, it's, no. it's absolutely insane that's I mean, bizarre <laughs> whether it's going to taste yeah. good or not No, the problem is that really if you want to make uh, a lot of wine uh, every year the same, uh, without risk, in conventional wine they study how to do it. Uh, mm. But for me, if you drink a very good natural wine and uh, a very good conventional wine, the conventional wine seem the imitation of okay. the natural wine. But it's too difficult to do every year in big quantity. Mm. So in this case, they, uh, they use something to do, but for me is a, uh, a, a false, very similar, mm -hmm. if you do very well, but it's not the original. For me, the, the great conventional wine, the inspiration is a great natural sure. wine, but it's impossible to do in big quantity and every year. Mm -hmm. So they, they find a road to do it, uh, very good, for the consumer don't know right. the original 
they don't understand. Mm -hmm. But when you don't, you know uh, the quality of a natural wine, and then you drink a conventional wine, you don't know why. If you, you if you are not experts, but your body says there is something strange in right. this wine. There is some aromas that maybe don't don't have to be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not perfect linked to the, the grapes, and, and this don't happen in the wine. But in the, the opposite, for me, conventional wine, with conventional wine, are also for me an inspiration because they are very clean, very perfect, mm -hmm. and for me, with the experience. In the future, you can do a natural wine, also a very, very clean straight, sure. perfect. Yeah. This is uh, my my objective. Right. Uh, in this moment, uh, is uh, um, is a young the process of, of, of natural wine, mm -hmm. and so if you have uh, some little mistake, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, because uh, better uh, something, something true that uh, right. something wrong. Better have no, the honesty than the, uh, <laughs> the imitation of the truth. Right. I prefer uh, the consumer in this moment to maybe say that I prefer to, to drink uh, vinagre yeah. <laughs> and don't uh, your false wine. Yeah. Uh, but in the future, I think that uh, we, we will improve everybody in, in the process to make uh, with mm. the experience. I think we were also saying, in terms of a flavour point of view, we, was, we, we talked about this before, didn't we? And we said that what we love about these styles of wines right. is that it's not just only fruit when you first yeah, try you know, like, them. The, sometimes there are off notes, but sometimes yeah. those off notes make the yeah. really pleasant notes more pleasant, um, and it makes it a little bit more interesting from a and just think, from a curiosity right. tasting point of view and an enjoyment yeah. point of view. And I do think me. that generally consumers that gravitate towards natural wine are already the type of people that want A, to try new things, that are excited about things not always being the same. And open. And open-minded to things maybe not mm -hmm. always being as is. So, yeah, I think it would be nice to teach regular consumers that instead of having the same, same old every day that you know... Don't reach for the bottle that you know exactly what it tastes like, but maybe try something that, that could be exciting that you find, you know, takes you to a different place. Yeah. Like a conversation with a person you didn't know before. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like take the chance rather than to always stick to the thing that you know, because you might be surprised. Mm -hmm. The problem is that uh, we used to drink uh, conventional wine first time, try natural wine, and they feel something strange. Yeah, totally. Uh, and yeah. Uh, your, your body is in our. What is this? <laughs> I never drink something like this, but I, I'm sure I can drink <laughs> tomorrow. I, I, I'm not sick. And people generally feel <laughs> uncomfortable when things are different, yeah. too, you know? But it's like embrace that feeling of not knowing. People, yeah. especially hardcore conventional wine drinkers, I think sometimes they just don't know how to feel about something that's a little different or tastes a bit wild. Zone. Yeah, they're totally out of their comfort zone because they don't have the language maybe to describe it or they don't, you know, maybe they see something that they would think is a fault in something else but really it's an expression of something interesting in that wine and suddenly they feel out of place. But yeah, I mean, that's why I like natural wine. I'm sure that's... Yeah, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Should we try the next that's one? That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've got empty glasses on the table. We're going French now. Oh, we're going to go back and forth. <laughs> Thank you. Love the colour of this. So, Anders, what wine are you pouring for us? Uh, this is a wine from 2017. Okay. And the wine that... Uh, oh, you need to, I need to explain the vintage of 2017. So what's the name of the wine for our <laughs> listeners? Sedma. 
légèrement serré, mais laissé complexe. Okay, means, that's a, uh, no. very, <laughs> it's a very long name for, for wine, probably, but uh, it means this hand that was slightly squeezed too much uh, <laughs> left me with a you know feeling of a, you know complexity or you know left me you know. Uh, it's kind of a great segue from what we were just talking about, yeah, actually, in terms uh, of sentiment. You know these guys, uh, between, between men, there's always this guy that's squeezing your hand too much. God, oh. we met one of those oh at the pop-up. Oh my up. gosh, that guy He was crushing hands. Yeah, it was really, both I hated him instantly. But there's two, versions, there's two versions of it, because there's this guy doing this, and you, you think when, you, when he's squeezing your hand, you think, what is he trying? Is this, is it, is it, are we starting a battle now? Yeah. Or what, what we, what's going on? But there's also these women that, when you try to say hello to them, they never, you know, no, the opposite. They they keep squeezing your hand until oh. you drag All it away. up, oh. and and it leaves always, you know, this uh, feeling of insecurity. Sure. Uh, and for me, um, the 2015 vintage was very very warm, and it really left me with this impression of being squeezed a little too much. <laughs> And when I experienced 2017 being not as warm as 2015, but similar in the in the heat and the the dryness in the summer, no, we had not too much water. I was afraid that I would experience the same thing. Okay. So I kept up my. I started to make wines with a memory of 2015. This squeezed hand that that left me a little out of my comfort zone. Uh, so it's it's, a, it's actually the last red wine I made in in the 2017, and it's a blend of Carignan and Mew, uh, Carignan and Chardonnay. Sorry. Carignan and Chardonnay. So it's uh, it's we always when we do red wine we destem the red grapes mm-hmm. by hand. Uh, so it's a small portion of grapes of Carignan mm-hmm. and uh, a quite big portion of the juice of Carignan and then the juice of Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. And it's a way to. Carignan is a grape that has a very thick uh, skin, mm. uh, and if you if you, you want to, color, yeah. it gives mm. easily a lot of color and a yeah. very rich uh, wine. So, so if you want to do that, it's easy. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to make a more light red wine, as I enjoy yeah. making, yeah. but at the same time, you need you you like to find the structure of the yeah, wine. Yeah. It's difficult. So, in this way, I put few grapes and a lot of juice, and it gives me the possibility to make a long maceration. Okay. Without having a rich, tannic, uh, you know, overpowering wine. Because this is very smashable. And with the, this, this work, yeah, this would be a perfect smashable red. Yeah, totally. And uh, <laughs> a category of wine that we, we categorise wine about how drinkable it is and the ones that are most drinkable are called smashable. But um, with the Chardonnay grapes, are you... Are they, is that a co-ferment then? Are you, yeah, yeah. So you're fermenting them on the skins of the Carignan with no, the Carignan? No, it's only the juice of the Carignan. It's only the juice of uh, Chardonnay. Okay. But w- with the and skins some, of the Carignan. Exactly. Yeah, so okay. that's just sort of added in, yeah. co-fermented. I always blend yeah. uh, in the harvest. Okay. okay. I, when I make wines, I really... Um, s- I imagine that I'm cooking, actually. I have a background of... A, I'm educated as a chef long before I was sommelier and all these things. And still, when I make wines, I, I feel like I'm cooking. Mm. So, I we taste the grapes in the vineyards, mm-hmm. and we harvest, and you, sometimes you feel uh, you like some acidity from the grapes, and you you want to follow this direction, or you taste some other grapes, and they have another bitterness and saltiness, maybe. And by mixing these things, I construct the wines. Bring the elements together. together. Exactly. Mm. And that's all in the mm-hmm. harvest. After 
decoupage. When we do the press pressing yeah. of the grapes, then it's finished. We never touch afterwards. Okay. Uh, we never blend. We never do anything uh, filtration or sulfur or anything. I really want after the the pressoir. Uh, to leave the wines to make their own story. Therefore, we have short windows, sometimes a few days mm. for some wines. Sometimes we do maceration for one or two or three weeks. At this point, not more than that, but it means that we have only these few days or weeks to make the wine or to blend the grapes, if mm -hmm. you want. And then afterwards, the wine has to make themselves. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it's your turn now. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I, I like them too. But I think you see that in the wine. There's a purity in the wine here and um, there's a brightness and right. I, I think that's really nice that you... It's a yeah. really drinkable wine. Yeah, totally. Me. Very much like this wine. Me too. I would definitely drink heaps of this. What is your food pairing, Gwen? Because that's usually your question, so I actually, I'm putting you on the I spot actually think that <laughs> I actually think that I would probably be happy to drink this with without the food with, but no I was going to say yes but also with the sort of because I date an Austrian chef with the mm. typical Austrian like yorza where they have just bread and some charcuterie mm. I think I happily do that just some snacks what's on the it side. called yorza I can never pronounce it properly it's also like it. dialecty yeah. yeah yorza yorza <laughs> I always think if you're saying anything in Austrian, just to like, whoa. Like <laughs> <laughs> Her boyfriend does sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger like as well. Like 100%. It's ridiculous. I live with Arnie. Yeah. Authentic. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But yeah, I think that's... But what would you then... I don't know. I, I like in wines... Uh, it's hard when it's your own wine. Or yeah, totally. Because you feel many things when you taste your own wines. Yeah. And you, you, you know the flavors so well because... Uh, before bottling, I taste the wines every day, mm. uh, especially up during the days up to where we, or the month, or mm. the weeks up to when we bottle. I, I'm really, I taste a lot. So the same wines over and over and over again. Uh, but when I make the wines, I always search for specific things. Uh, uh, I like very much acidity and saltiness in wine, uh, and therefore uh, it's flavors that I, I, I like to find when right. I taste them as well. Uh, in the south, we uh, we can easily make quite strong, right. quite uh, fruity wines. Mm. So if you want to do that, it's easy. But to to search for the other flavors is more again. When I feel these flavors are there, I like to put them even more in place. Yeah. So so the same way, you know, I would go. I would go a direction of uh, um, olives and salty fish, uh, the salty plums, uh, umeboshi, yeah, yeah. this yeah. this kind of food mm. that are in the same way very floral and. Fruit, uh, but also salt. Salt to them. Yeah. Right. Mm. Maybe also that kind of meat. Yeah. Very strong red. I don't like uh, uh, white. Uh, it's difficult. The, you have to find the right. Uh, this one. Is I think tartar actually. I feel idea. you on that. Yeah. Because I think that sort of acidity that you get from tartar yeah. also would yeah. be like perfect. The, the meat not cook is a little bit sweet. Yeah. You need this acidity to. Pairing, you were saying that you well, had one make me. Chicken liver parfait from chicory with blood orange. Oh, I saw you post a picture. So, it's I'm not joking. You cannot. The way he's done it is so fresh, the chef, because the, the chicory and the blood orange just make it so easy to eat. So you literally just pick up the chicory, you put on the blood orange, and you just. It's gone. It's gone in two minutes. And you just. I'll have another. I'll have another one. <laughs> and something like this would be great, yeah. because it's very much like with the chicory yep. and the blood orange, that sort of stuff. But sweet I think that all sour. kind of falls into the category mm. of like the sort of meat meats and snicks no Chinese food pairing from you today no <laughs> no sweet no sweet and sour pork today <laughs> 
<laughs> we're just laughing back at yeah. some, some of the other things. sometimes because yeah. I live with a chef I think about food a lot and what we would pair things with and it's one mm-hmm. of the things that we love to do at home is yeah. if he's cooking at home for, for guests is I love to mix, it's a great place to be invited to dinner because he'll be like what do you want to eat and then he'll be like do you want to eat this do you want to eat that this is days before there's a build up via text and then he's calling you and sending you pictures of the ingredients he's going to cook so and because sometimes it's really like everywhere because he worked as a he cooked Japanese yeah. food for years and he also does traditional Austrian so sometimes you can come to dinner and it'll be a mishmash of all kinds of things so actually for wine pairing it gets it and he loves wine. wine, so we always have yeah. lots of bottles. We definitely on the table. go through a Really spoiled. It's the best <laughs> restaurant in town is the house, <laughs> except Barrow, of course, where we are today. <laughs> That's very delicious and yeah. very very drinkable. Totally. Thank you. Yeah. And for people who are, for our listeners that are in Berlin, is Holger stocking all so far the two wines that we've tried? Yeah, I think everything. Everything we're trying is all at Vinicultura yeah. today. Yeah, totally. yeah, it is. Okay, great. Where do we go from here? We're gonna go back. Shall we go back? We're gonna jump back. And no, it's forth? up to you guys. You know, no. you guys know that. Okay, we you continue. Know. Okay. Mm, we tasted a little bit before we came. We have to be honest. <laughs> That's why the bottles are half empty. We yeah. guess. <laughs> We're no detectives, but yeah. <laughs> when you see the we, put, we put two and two together. You see the bottles half 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 empty. It's, uh, <laughs> it's yeah. a good sign. This one is. Uh, What's the name of this wine in the vintage? Pure Magic, Pas de Chimique. That's a bit easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's translatable. It's pure uh, magic with no chemicals. Yeah. It's uh, it means uh, because it's a blend similar to what you see in the northern part of our region, where they okay. used to where they make uh, Côte Côte and uh, Amitage and all these things. So this is Syrah and Viognier. Or? Exactly. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah. It's, I work very closely to a winemaker called Gérald Dustrick and when we work he likes to say all the time it's my cheek, it's my cheek, it's my cheek, it's my okay. cheek because he's a very he's a man that uh, has very easy to find joy and he, he, he finds pleasure in many things and, and when even the small things he finds very magical uh, cool, sounds like a great guy he's, he's a great guy and he's a great winemaker as well by the way but uh, it's another thing but uh, so I find it funny to say this is just ma- magic. C'est magic. This is just magic. It's no chemicals, like the same things you find uh, 50 kilometers from where we are. Yeah. So it's the same idea as the wine we tasted before. It's uh, it's a blend of a white and a red, and the destemmed uh, red with the juice of the reds, but also uh, the juice of union. Yeah. And. Uh, it's the same idea. I taste the grapes. Uh, the Syrah of 2017 was really spicy. Uh, Syrah can be like grinded pepper and mm-hmm. really and almost impossible to to even in the in can the, be tough, yeah. Really tough, even in the raw format as a grape, it mm. really can be really intense. And on the other hand, we had Junier that was maybe having a little lack of the structure because the white grapes when it gets too warm in our place. They lose uh, acidity very fast. Yeah, uh, then you get that blousy, quite flabby. Yeah, yeah. over fruity, over floral mm. things. Uh, for me, Viognier can be almost like a lychee, uh, jasmine flower thing. Mm. Jasmine and it can be nice, but it can also be without any direction. We talked about this. We talked about Viognier. And Gwen yeah. was saying that you said that you struggle sometimes because you mm. never know what you're going to get and you're constantly yeah. discovering things. Because I feel like Viognier, Viognier is sometimes really salty for me so it's a weird that sometimes it can be really fruity and then sometimes it can be really saline so I'm always a little 
yeah, I've lost. But it's a grape like that. It's, I find it interesting, oh, but it's it's a grape for me similar to Cabernet Sauvignon or uh, Kivustamina and Alsace. I started to like it because as a sommelier, I didn't like it at all because it, that's it was, why she hates it. I think it's so overpowering. <laughs> yeah, but it's so rich and it takes so much space when you. Yeah. But I love natural gewürztraminers because I think they can be really interesting. Yeah, but I agree. But it's, there's it's too few making this. Yeah, kind I think of it's so super special. That's why about tomorrow. I know. <laughs> oh, there's a couple of good guys in uh, Alsace that makes beautiful yeah, she likes yeah, Julian Meyer and Listener was the other one you yeah. discovered recently Bruno Schuller makes a and also uh, oh, uh, yeah. Stefan Banbat he makes a macerated Gewürztraminer uh, because I love these Fantastic. macerated ones they're almost like cocktails you know they have this sort of really, Negroni Orange yeah, it gets a bit of yeah. and I love anything with a bit. We've also discussed this. I like anything with a bitter end note because it just yeah. makes it more. If you want to have more and more of it, I mean, maybe you're Italian. They like bitterness. Yeah, coffee and went to and yeah. Campari. That's much it. I mean, I, <laughs> I also love Italy. I go to Italy yeah. more than any Bad other place. So do I. Yeah. In, in Italian, we don't make strong coffee. We make coffee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There we go. The other part, they make the coffee with the water. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They make yeah. coffee similar to tea. Is the cough. <laughs> Keep rolling on okay. this. <laughs> we could talk about yeah. virtually for another half an hour. <laughs> Watch out. But um, your labels, I think it's worth just touching yes. on them because even like when we got the delivery, and I had some magnums from Alex at Tuto in London at my last event, mm. the last two events that I did, and one of the guys was like, The labels come off this, this wine <laughs> because it does look a bit like a back label. It is actually a uh, back label. Yes. No, uh, so the story short is that the first vintage I made, I wanted to find an artist that I like to work with, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't succeed in finding the right person in the beginning. So we decided just to put on the back label, uh, write the name, and put all the info, the legal stuff that needs to be there. Yeah. And then I thought one day I find the artist that know. I like, and I put on the label. <laughs> but then uh, the wine started to taste good, and my bank manager he's called me and said we need some money to go into your account otherwise this uh, project it will never succeed mm. so we started selling wines with the label and uh, uh, I liked it yeah it's kind of cool uh, also we were searching for something uh, that was uh, neutral in some way I like I mm. like the I never give the wines the same name uh, two times I, I change yeah. the name all the time I change the blend of the grapes and the vinification every year and sometimes the names are quite political as well <laughs> yeah. sometimes they're quite political sometimes and some they're, they're funny yeah. and they reference music and different things yeah. and I like it like that I like yeah. to it's, it's, it's also for me the wines are a picture of we that make them in a certain period of life and I and the names are the same it's, it's actually what I think or we feel or think inside and we put we write it and we put it as a message. Uh, so I like to be able to have this volatility, I don't know, this easiness in changing the right. things. Flexibility. All, exactly, yep. all right. the time. And also I, I like to have a label that fits into a wine bar or a nightclub. Right. And also a label that fits in, in a three-star restaurant. Right. So I don't want any naked women or uh, uh, stupid things written on my labels because yeah. I think if I do that uh, I take my wines away from a place where they could be mm. or I, I pre-dictate 
an impression of the wines that not necessarily is what is what the wine wants. You kind of just want to let the wine speak for itself, want, rather than yeah. That's and that's want, that was my understanding of it. Like for such a minimal label, and then you see the wines actually that I mean this in a really positive way actually that wines that have sort of minimal manipulation going on with them that really um, present the character of the great variety of the vineyards sure. without this sort of very sort of hand look it's a, you know without this very industrial you know like it's the opposite right. of industrial wine there's zero marketing in that label and that's sure. what I like about it yeah. which is in and itself then, its own type of marketing yes but yeah. for, sure also, it, for sure it is yeah. but, uh, it's <laughs> but also it yeah totally yeah. I mean I'm fascinated by labeling anyway because I think it's a uh, yes mm. yeah, but you as an artist it's my, yeah right yeah. so that's something that I'm always fascinated how the two things connect or sometimes when you have winemakers that have very different labeling, say like Christian Cheetah, where you have one, you know, ah. bottle that looks very but classic. With a bottle, with, and then like with a label, you give uh, a communication. Totally. So yeah. You give his communication, don't put the label. And you, I give my communication right. because I, I paint in the label something sure. that I like to, to paint. Did you paint yeah. yours yourself? Or, my oh, someone else's girlfriend. Oh. Cool. I I tell her um, I uh, I would like to something like that. Yep. She she paint and then uh, I check that I you're check happy. So you're the art, artistic director okay. and then uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the same. Yeah. I like that story I very too, much yeah. because it's the same connection. Sometimes uh, I think what you miss in natural wine is also that the labels becomes more and more you know wild and crazy right. sometimes it's more the label selling yeah. than the wine Absolutely. and when you say it's your girlfriend or we do it in wood uh, you know it's not something artsy for, for me yeah. it's important that the label communicates something about the wine the beautiful label but don't, don't link it with the wine so no, uh, yeah. but that, I, I think that's why I, I do I, like I don't like but you have wines with different, totally different styling yeah, ma- ma- on many, different wines. Many, many sellers give a graphic, give, do a label for me. Ah, beautiful this one. But the label uh, is something that you want to communicate. Uh, just you can do mm-hmm. it. The idea, for example. Mm. Uh, some, someone can uh, help you to, to paint it or write it. But the idea uh, is important that it is uh, linked to the wine. Sure. I think it'd be a very interesting experiment, actually, to yeah. label the same wine. Yeah. To Do you know what would be interesting? If you took the labels off the bottles, right, and you gave people the bottles blind, they tasted it, and then they had to match the labels up with wine. I wonder how many people could get that. Should, we should play this game. We should. We should. We do should. It. Let's do it. We'll do a. <laughs> Not a murder mystery. It won't, yeah, be, it, won't, yeah, it won't be a murder mystery night. It'll be yes. <laughs> It was bottle number five, the label number two. In the bathroom. It's for sure a good point, because if you drink a wine where you like the artwork on the label, probably it tastes nice. Of course it changes your perception. But if it's like like you're drinking wine in a room or in a restaurant where you don't like it, or with a couple of people that you don't like, the wine starts to uh, taste bad. If you drink it, like today in a... In a group of people, we, we enjoy our uh, right. the company. Sure. Uh, the wine tastes better, and and it will be the same with the label. There's some labels I really don't like what they do, yeah. and immediately <laughs> I find properly this wine. And this way, because you think you don't have the risk. Yeah. 
There's <laughs> yeah, it's one mic. That's scary about this. Someone don't like the label, they don't like the wine, so <laughs> they don't want to risk. That's <laughs> it. Okay. I like about you, though, for someone who works in, you're an artist, you're, in, yes. you're designing and you're drawing and you're very talented at what you do. Why, thanks. But you're quite a risk taker with wines because sometimes you buy stuff which has oh, really like. shocking labels and you're like, I'm giving it a go. And yeah. I really respect her for that because she's like, I don't care about the labels. I just like to try new things, go. so I just go for it. Yeah. yeah. So we've discovered some stuff that maybe I wouldn't usually pick up, if I'm honest. I yeah, would yeah, pick totally. up on the shelf and then I'm like, God, this is great. Where did you get it Because I don't always from? look, I, I mean, the labels are interesting to me, but I don't think it's, mm-hmm. I try not to be swayed by them. It's more mm-hmm. like, what is this? Where is it from? Who mm-hmm. made it? Or why is it interesting? Tell me. And then I'll buy it regardless of how hideous the label is. If anybody wants to write in on the worst and best wine labels yeah, that they've please, seen, feel send free. <laughs> That'd be great. I'm sure we'll bring it up in our. Uh... We will have 15 posts by one <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there are some. Yeah. There's some labels there. Hmm? There's some, some yeah. labels in Bordeaux that is uh, worth that, that's the. That's the Pure Magique, Pas de Chimique. 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 Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I give up on French. <laughs> Le Nombre is, 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 lo- is longer mid- than this, the description. Yes. The second wine of yours, I'm just going to call it Pure Magique. Yeah. Pure magic. You're giving it a nickname. It's lovely. No, it's lovely. It's really Thank pure, you. bright, um, and again, Another very smashable. It's the second. Pure magic is the second. Yeah. 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 Also smashable. Yeah. I like this freshness because it's rare in our region, and I find it interesting. The same you get in in Sicily, you get the same, always the same freshness. In, in my opinion. Yeah. You know better than I, but you mm-hmm. know some. There was probably there are some producers that don't reach this freshness, yeah. but what I taste from, I only drink natural wine, or wine without sulfur and so on. So for me, I have a very limited uh, range of wines that I can drink. I, I want to drink, I find pleasure in drinking. But from, from Sicily, it's the same. Even in many warm regions, when it's grown well, and it's in the terroir, in the hands of a winemaker that, that know what's, where to put the pressure in the, in the vinification, you can find a very charming freshness. Mm. And that's what I'm searching for in, in our wines. It's, it's really the same. So, definitely comes the, across. No, the, the problem is that's uh, mm, the climatic change uh, for Sicily is not uh, a, a big problem because uh, we used to cultivate the grapes to resist to the warm and dryness mm-hmm. <laughs> in the summer because uh, a normal summer in, uh, in Sicily stop rain in May and they restart in October. Okay. So, no one, one times uh, uh, rain in uh, six months, five, six months. And so we, we, we plant the, the grapes uh, also more distance, okay. uh, less plant per, per hectare. In, uh, in the region, uh, like in France, in the north uh, of Italy, where in the summer uh, rain a lot, uh, maybe you put uh, many plants, uh, in, in this case, uh, you can obtain a, a good matur- maturation of the grapes. So. Yeah. But if uh, there rain, <laughs> then they are planted to survive uh, to, uh, to the wet. Ah, so you're uh, not crowding them, they have like yes, little uh, extra... Yes, uh, if uh, a summer like this, in Germany, you know, they cut the grapes in, uh, in August. Yeah. It's crazy. It and it's hot. In Sicily, I, I cut the grapes in October. So incredible, the opposite. Yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> the opposite. It was very, very hot in the center of Europe this year. This year. 
and uh, we, we, we don't know what can happen because it's very crazy the weather <laughs> in the last years. Uh, but the warm uh, for the warm and dryness we are not scared because we used to cultivate the, the pines in this uh, condition. This is a really interesting smell. I really like the smell of this. It's like salad niçoise. <laughs> it is actually. Yeah. It's like tuna. Salad, cream. salad of tuna. <laughs> yeah, it's like totally salad and You never can drink two times the same wine. <laughs> also, if right. the label is the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also the fact you need to accept natural wine is a, is a living thing. Totally. We talked about sourdough and cooking in this way, but it's the same with natural wine. You, 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 you bottle a wine and the, the top part of the cube and the bottom part of the cube or the barrel or whatever, it doesn't taste the same. We, when we bottle our barrels, we have maybe, uh, I say, two or three or four of the same wine in barrels, but we don't mix the four barrels. We bottle one, we bottle number two, we bottle number three, we bottle number four. So what you get is different. It's always a little different. And the same with the bottles, they change, you know, during the period. And, yeah. And, and I know. think it's Champ. So this wine is uh, Nero and Syrah Three hour and 25 minutes. It's very precise. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How many seconds? Yeah. <laughs> Including lunch break? <laughs> Second, I don't remember. But uh, tomorrow I can, I can tell you. No, 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 no. <laughs> I can check in my, in my book. Your logs, <laughs> Captain's log. Yeah. Uh, he stains stainless. 80% 20% in a chestnut barrel. Oh, is that your dog on the label there? Hmm? Is that your dog? What's your dog's the, name? This is a picture when I make my first one in my garage. So this uh, was a photograph then? What, yeah. Your dog was trying to get in yeah, on the yeah, action? Yeah. Snoopervising, yeah, I like to I, call I, it. I make, <laughs> I make the wine uh, in an in a open, uh, open barrique and uh, I remove the skin manually and the dog can there. Uh, and uh, somebody take me a picture or...? It's funny because it reminds me of a dish that I've had, but I don't think it would go with it, but it reminds me of something. What is also. it? It reminds me of, in Venice, there's a pasta dish with onions, caramelized onions and salted fish. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me of this a little bit. Doesn't sound like it's for the faint-hearted No, it's dish. really good. It's just like the really thick... <laughs> I forget yeah. what the pasta's called, thick with um, holes in it, but it's yeah. Like the long. tubes, it's like big spaghetti, sort of, but, but the, can, it's hollowed out. Yeah, but it's quite thick. But it's mm -hmm. just caramelized onions and, and either sardines or um, anchovies. Mm. It's really good. Yeah. And this kind of reminds me of it. Yeah, the, the aromas uh, in this moment is, uh, is quite particular, quite strange. Uh, oh, I like it. It's a long time that I don't drink, uh, 2016. And so for me, it's a surprise too. Um, I, I like oh, with, you, with your wines for me always feel very savory. Yeah, like less, less fruit, more savory, more herbal. Always. Yeah, herbal. Yeah, I was thinking herbal, exactly really the same. Pomo like, is uh, more herbal. Uh, a lot of berry, like aromas. In this case, uh, there are uh, other aromas. But purple is really, I really mm. find this. Uh, I was before when you talked about food. For me, in my head, I had well, a couple of years ago, many years ago actually, I did a travel in Barolo area. There's a lot of. Uh, Italian tonnata. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Italian tonnata, yeah. And you cut always this pastel parsley. 
Parsley. Yeah. So when you mm. eat it, the first thing you have is parsley, green parsley, very aromatic. Yeah, then you, then you the capers, capers, then the tuna, and then all these yeah. things and the meat. Yeah. And I find the same with this wine. It really has so many. Layers. That is a great mm. quality for wine. Is when you have all these layers of mm. flavors. Sandwich so it's like, fillings. It's like you're digging into something, and it keeps. You yeah. keep wanting to go back to find yeah, out but something also it else. It keeps yeah. giving you something. That's, totally. I think it's really big quality for wine. Uh, the fantastic things of the wines is that uh, it can have uh, all kind of aromas inside. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and you don't know why, but uh, but rally grapes. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> yeah, right. Everything every, but every every kind of uh, of flavor too. Huh? <laughs> Love it. Yeah, yeah. It's very very complex. I would like to thank you both. For yeah. joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time, for sharing your wines yeah. as well. Really appreciate it. Yeah, totally. Um, so for anybody that's in Berlin that is um, listening, you can find these wines at Vinicultur in Charlottenburg on Grohmannstrasse. But obviously the wines are found. You're selling in almost every market, aren't you? I know we have an audience in the US, Canada, the UK. UK Japan now. <laughs> couple, couple of singles here and there, you know, one in Malaysia, one in the other is Thailand. Um, it's probably tattooers that I know. I don't, see, I, don't see, I don't sell just in Angola and Kazakhstan, and they're everywhere. Okay. Wow, I love it. <laughs> so sorry if you're in those two places. Um, Get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much, and yeah, cheers. Thank, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> you.